on behalf of uh, Georgia Tech and uh, the School of Literature, Communication, and Culture, I'd like to welcome you. Thank you all for coming out. Um, this symposium and the, uh, the appearance on campus of such distinguished scholars and interested people and objects uh, comes at a most opportune moment. Uh, we are celebrating, as, as some of you know, um, the fact that uh, Georgia Tech was just invited to become part of the Association of American Universities. They, and in fact, we're the, the first school to be admitted to that group in uh, just about a decade. Um, that membership, and we're one of only two schools in the state of Georgia and one of only a handful in uh, the South, is based upon the quality of undergraduate and graduate education uh, across the board, that is not simply in science or engineering, um, and the commitment to research uh, in all of those uh, areas. Um, Georgia Tech was once referred to uh, fondly by some of its um, students and faculty and mm, somewhat disparagingly by some outside as uh, the North Avenue Trade School. And in fact, you will, you'll probably still find t-shirts sold with that, uh, uh, that sobriquet uh, in our bookstore. Uh, and that was because we were, we were sometimes seen as, as um, only being invested in science and technology, and even then only at a very practical level, in a way that would immediately funnel people into industry, into what were described as practical careers. Um, of course, this sort of gathering uh, would have no place in that sort of institution. So your discussions on the intersections of uh, philosophy, arts, computing, um, social sciences, media studies, um, simply wouldn't have a place in the old trade school. Uh, and they dramatically remind us of how far uh, Georgia Tech has come. And uh, you know, with some pride, we in School of Literature, Communication, and Culture think of ourselves as being a great part of that movement, of that expansion of Georgia Tech. So I thank you all for uh, helping us to mark this milestone, and uh, best, wish, best wishes on your discussions today. Thanks so much. Uh, good morning. I'm uh, Ian Bogus, for those who don't know me, and for those of you joining us from uh, across town or uh, from even further, uh, thank you for coming. I'm just going to make a few uh, introductory remarks, some pragmatic and others more speculative. Uh, on the pragmatic front, the way that we have this day set up is, is we have four talks and then a, a sort of a cage match response after each of them. We, we have this, this group of respondents who decided the best way to handle responses would be to uh, uh, to just rumble instead of uh, uh, responding individually, which will be a lot of fun, I hope. Uh, and there'll be plenty of time for questions and discussion, both in those response periods and in the, uh, the coffee breaks, which I've tried to schedule uh, as frequently as was feasible. Um, another note, uh, if you are from outside the institution and you're looking to get on the wireless network, you will find that you can't. Uh, there are two options you have. One is to pay $3 to use the GT Visitor connection or to find a local who can sponsor an account for you. Um, I'll let you handle that uh, at the breaks or on your own. Uh, so I, I know we're a few minutes uh, behind already, which is a good way to start a philosophy conference, I think. Um, but I just want to make a few, uh, a few kind of introductory remarks, um, many of which draw from the things that Jay Talat already, already spoke about. Um, so a few observations um, that I, I, I make as we prepare to do this today. Uh, the first one is that this, um, this object-oriented position is actually really, really simple. Um, 
an object is just a name for something that exists. And uh, we hold that all such things exist equally with equal status from atoms to alpacas, from bits to blinnies, as we wrote on the website. And you know, this may seem like an incredibly simple position, uh, but it turns out to be a, a rather controversial one, and sort of a surprisingly controversial one, both with respect to the humanities and the sciences, and I think that will come, up, come across today. Um, I'd also point out that since I work um, between the humanities and computer science quite a bit, it's worth noting that some of these words that we're using are um, uh, conflicting, that they, uh, the, they conflict kind of wonderfully with terms used in computing. So, for example, in information science, the word ontology tends to mean a formal representation of concepts in a domain rather than the study of existence, uh, which is related but, uh, but also distinct, a kind of different way of understanding that term, but is already, I think, partly on the way to object orientation because an information ontology might just as easily host uh, cotton or, uh, or blinnies or alpacas as it would anything else. Uh, and likewise, the word object-oriented, which has been uh, uh, controversial even among uh, those of us in this, in this loosely defined group, uh, often refers to a, a computer programming paradigm, which relies on data structures with sort of built-in behaviors. And I think there, too, there are some similarities and differences, which will hopefully resonate with, uh, with those of you in the room who are, who are attending from a, an engineering or a computer science perspective. Uh, for example, the idea of something existing as a sort of discrete thing with hidden internal and, and invisible external properties is not entirely incompatible, I think, with uh, the philosophical positions of here today. Um, but, but mostly there are, um, there are some interesting opportunities, I, I think, that we have. Uh, one, uh, Jay already talked about, so I'm not, I'm not going to discuss it further, but, but merely point back to it, that I don't know that this, this sort of uh, uh, conflation of, uh, of a, a new philosophy that's engaged not only with uh, the humanities and the social sciences, but also with science and engineering. I don't know that that could happen uh, anywhere other than uh, a technical institute like this one. So maybe that's an interesting signal for the future, that the future of philosophy is in some way in the hands of institutions like this one, uh, rather than the traditional university. Um, and then, uh, uh, finally, all, all of our speakers today are, uh, are Americans, although, uh, although Graham is, is a longtime expat at this point, uh, coming to us from Cairo. And I would just point out that for, for decades now, we've, we've kind of had a, a trade deficit in philosophy. Um, we've been importing most of our thinking from, from Europe, whether from uh, France and Germany or, or from Britain, depending on your persuasion. And maybe another signal that we have today is uh, kind of the first, uh, the first turn of the gears of a new machine of American philosophy for, uh, for the 21st century. So uh, that in mind, I'm just going to welcome Graham Harmon to get us started and to waste no more time.